Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and today I'm talking to Sarah Hoyles, the voice behind the delightful Pet Sounds podcast about you and your pet, and the host of a new history podcast for the Edmonton City as Museum Project. Welcome. Hi. Nice to have you here. Oh, it's so great to be here. This episode is brought to you by the Seen and Heard Podcast Network, a new project that I'm working on to help local podcasts get more listeners and connect those listeners to local businesses in a way that helps everybody. And you'll hear more about that later in the show. All right, Sarah, first of all, tell me the story of how you got into podcasting. Oh boy, the short version or the long version? Let's do long. <laughs> we got we got twenty or twenty five minutes here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I was at the U of A. Actually, we were going a little ways back, um, and I was uh, doing an honors degree in theater and drama. And I got out, and I was working as a theater admin, working at different theater companies. And I kind of looked around, and I thought, I think that's kind of like where I'm at is kind of where I can go within the theater community. And I loved storytelling and I loved writing. I had written a lot of one-woman shows and curated a section at Next Fest in Edmonton and um, all about one-person shows. Uh, and I just, it made sense to me to make the leap to journalism. It was a way of continuing to be a storyteller um, I mean, it wouldn't be necessarily the stories that I would pick. There would be an editor or a producer that would be like, today your story is blank. But it at least would give me the opportunity to talk to people and tell stories. So that's what I did. I applied for journalism school, got accepted at the University of King's College, which is out in Halifax. Yeah, so I went there and my goal was, I thought, you know, theater makes sense to do television, and documentary film is kind of where I was really wanting to go. But I thought, oh, I can do documentary film. Like that can, I can moonlight as that. And I'll do broadcast television news by day. And Heather Hiscox from CBC News World was like dream, dream life. <laughs> and I just was like, she is the pinnacle. Or Nella Ayad, like both yeah. of them on CBC. I was just like, oh, that's what I want, that. Um, but, you know, life had a different plan for me. I took the television workshop and then I had to fill one of the three workshops before I could go to the documentary film workshop. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take the radio workshop. And that, like, game over. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I fell in love. And for me, it felt more like theater than television did. Interesting. It felt like you're, well, because there's less, there's more. There's, there's less, you, well, you don't have viz, there's no visual. So you really, it's, it's a limitation, but it's also a huge, hugely freeing aspect of the medium. You can go anywhere. You don't need to have a picture. I can paint the picture with words, with sound, with music. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of texture. So to me, it was just like my imagination exploded and I realized that this this is where I want to go. I got a job um, straight out of school at CBC Moncton as a daily news reporter. And I thought I had arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Dreams achieved. Goals achieved. And uh, then I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, well, great. How much money did I just spend going to school? Mm. Um, you know, I have given up everything to move to Moncton, New Brunswick. And... And I don't really like it. 
And what I didn't like about it, which should have been obvious to me going in, is that I didn't get to really talk to people. Right. It was, I needed to get my 10 to 15 second soundbite, and I needed to skedaddle because I still needed to get another soundbite, and I needed to write my story. I needed to voice it. I needed to edit it. I needed to get it by the deadline that, that afternoon. So I just always felt like I, I don't know, that I didn't get to fully engage with people and I felt that they kind of got commodified. Yeah. You know, I need you to tell me 10 seconds. And then after I've got my 10 seconds, sorry. That's right. Time's up. <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't feel right to me. So I really started to pursue longer form ways of, of being engaged with broadcasting. And that's when I landed a job um, with CBC in Winnipeg with definitely not the opera as an associate oh, producer. Okay. So that and then that was like, oh, <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be. I get it. It makes sense. I can I can talk to people and I can explore psychology and sociology and why things are happening and getting personal stories about why they're happening and how people are involved. And so yeah, and then, you know, my career progressed and I started working for public radio. In Alberta, I worked at the CBC in Edmonton and then at CKUA and just kind of getting different opportunities to develop new shows. And But, you know, then, you know, you see the industry changing and you see opportunities lessening. And so I just, I felt like, you know, this is, this is dangerous. This mm-hmm. is, there's, things are, opportunity is shrinking. And what can I do about that? There's only a few broadcasters that can employ me. Right. And they are cutting their workforce and everyone's looking at the bottom line. But at the same time, I was like, I really want to continue. So what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not, I mean, I still had a full-time job in broadcasting, but I just kind of felt, you know, the winds of change. You could just, it's palpable seeing the jobs getting cut. So um, the the little like go-getter that I am, yeah. I, I just was looking for other opportunities. And I went to the Third Coast Public Radio Conference in Chicago. I guess it was two and a half years ago now. And it was, it's like a public radio mecca to me. I'm like, I like, <laughs> you know, the clouds open and the sun shines down. I have a, I guess there's a lot of arriving in this story. Anyways, yes. um, and just getting to hear like Roman Mars was there, oh, wow. um, 99% Invisible and Leah Tao from Strangers was there. And it was just like, and Leah was there talking about like, you just, you just gotta, you just gotta make it. Right. You don't wait for somebody. And this is the reverse Mm -hmm. of what's been happening in public radio and in broadcasting as it's as since it's been set up, which is the broadcaster sets it up and they find hire somebody. Yeah. But it's no no no, it's the other way around. You create the thing and you create the project and it shows entrepreneurial spirit and it shows that you know you are willing to take it on. Yeah. You have the passion and the drive and the skill. And so I, I just, I came back from there and just was like, okay, I'm starting a podcast. <laughs> and that was November. And by January 1st, I had launched Pet Sounds. Right. And now that was my like, okay, I'm doing this. And I, so I was still working full-time um, host producer with CKUA, but I was also doing a once a month podcast 
a, like a really like niche podcast. Maybe not. I don't know. When I tell people about it, I kind of cringe because I'm like, I'm not a crazy cat lady. <laughs> but maybe I kind of am. I don't know. Well, and as you proved in a recent episode, what's wrong with that, right? True. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should take my own advice. <laughs> so just for those who haven't heard Pet Sounds yet, what's it about? Well, I, I like to call it uh, the podcast about you and your pet. And it's looking at the psychology and sociology of pet culture. So looking at what happens in pet culture, the trends that are in pet culture, and what it reflects about us humans. So, you know, I don't do training tips. I don't do how to keep your dog from peeing on the carpet or jumping up on visitors. There are lots of podcasts out there that do that do that really well and effectively. And like Caesar Milan has that TV show and like <laughs> it's covered. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, what's always interested me is about people, people's stories and why they do what they do. Right. So looking at pet culture through that lens, you know, there's a lot of pet culture happening and, you know, memes and Instagram is flooded with cat photos. Just there's, there's this thing, people love their pets and I love my pets. <laughs> and when I go to a party, where am I? I'm on the floor with the dog. Right. Um, or in the bedroom on the big pile of coats with the with cat. The cat. <laughs> <laughs> and so to me, I just was like, well, why not, why not merge all of this into one thing so I can totally nerd out and geek out about pets and create something as well. Mm -hmm. But your, need, your, your nerding out about pets is with journalistic discipline, I would say. Like you're a pro, you're, you apply. Well, because there's a lot of podcasts that are just kind of people around a mic talking, right? Which is, can be interesting too. Mm -hmm. but, but it's clear that you know how to tell a story in a tight, engaging way. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's pleasant to listen to. So. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I try to make radio or podcasts, audio that I want to hear. Right. And something that was really drilled into me at my time at the CBC is news you can use. Mm -hmm. So sure, you can entertain 100%, but I want to be able to have some takeaway. Like, what's the takeaway? What can I learn like, I, maybe I sound like a cliche, but I am just really a curious person and I love to learn. So any opportunity that I have to learn something new and my partner, I come home and I'm like, you won't believe what I found out today <laughs> about cat, like pet tattoos and uh, <laughs> tattoos that people get of their pets, not tattooing your pet. Okay, good. Big difference. <laughs> and uh, he always listens patiently. <laughs> And he overs me, and he's always my first. He always hears my f every one of my first edits of my of my pieces, and then gives me constructive criticism. So, Pet Sounds is now a, continues to be a monthly show. Yep, and um, you've also launched something else. So let's yeah. talk about that. So let's talk about the the history podcast that you're doing for Edmonton City as a museum. Well, this is kind of where I'm seeing the industry go, which is generating content, content that isn't just like a, an advertisement or a commercial for different businesses and organizations, showing off what they do without it being an ad or a commercial. So I've just seen so much potential to 
take my skills and to contract them and, and use them to work with different organizations to help them tell their story through podcast, through audio. And I love Edmonton history. Um, I also don't, you don't necessarily see a lot of Edmonton history or hear a lot of it. I mean, there's lots of movies about New York City and Paris and London and World War II and not a lot of Edmonton. No, that's right. <laughs> um, so to me, I, I'm curious about that and I love that stuff. Uh, I used to make a zine called Not at the Mall, which um, looked at the everything that's not at the mall. Right. Uh, so nature and history and people and little known facts about about Edmonton. And so this just kind of, it just felt like a the next step. Mm-hmm. And so I approached the Edmonton Heritage Council and said, I, I had this idea and they said, we've been wanting to do a podcast forever. Perfect. We just haven't known how. Right. Um, and we want to do it well. So I said, well, why don't we, why don't we try it out? And like, I was so nervous. <laughs> This like who who am I? I'm little little nobody. Like I wasn't attached to any broadcasting, like a CBC or a CKU or anything. Like I was not attached. I was just me right. as an independent producer. So terrified to be like, I can I do this thing for you? With you maybe <laughs> do you want to give me a try? And they said yes. So I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And oh my gosh, this is a lot of responsibility. So um, they decided that we would do a pilot project just to see, you know, instead of just, I mean, I thought, I think it's the smart way to go. Yes. You try it out. You see if there's an audience for it. You see if you can build an audience. You see what it would sound like. Does it fit as a product? Does it make sense as a product for them? Right. And so that was, I emailed them and we started talking in like, I emailed them in August. We finally met in about late September, early to mid-October. And then we just, then the the wheel started rolling. And December and January, I spent chasing the interviews, figuring out the different pieces. And I delivered to them the final pieces in late January. And we had like a review process so they could let me know what they thought. And there was a couple of reworkings and then bum, bada, bum, they, it launched and they've been going um, once uh, once every week for three weeks. Right. And now we wait and, and now see. we wait to see. Well, but you got some feedback along the way, right? Because yes. you would know how many people were listening and how many people were uh, talking about it and stuff. So just from your observations so far, what's the reaction been to it? Really positive. Yeah. Really positive. I think the biggest thing is people are wondering, why isn't it on iTunes? Right. <laughs> it's on SoundCloud right now, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And it allows us to test the waters without going all in and having to pay for the for the actual host and doing the whole kit and caboodle for that. But um but I think that if you know if it were to move forward, the one of the first things out of the gate would be put it on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what's the timeline for knowing whether the eCamp podcast keeps going? That's a good question. Um, right now we're looking for feedback. Right. So all three episodes have now been released and we're looking for feedback. So people, you know, we want to know, A, do you like it? Yeah. Would you listen to more if there was more? Um, what kind of stories do you want to hear? 
Let's just tell the people the three episodes oh, that you did. Yeah, sure. So the first one was about uh, Edmonton is a world class dump, right? <laughs> not, not my words, uh, but it's true. Just the idea that Edmonton is built on garbage. The idea that you know people would go to the edge right beside the McDonald Hotel and just toss their garbage off into the river valley and that it wasn't just it wasn't that they were like scoundrels and not caring about the environment it was city approved endorsed way of dealing with garbage that was the first one and I got to talk with Dr. Russell Cobb from uh, the University of Alberta who's just fascinated by garbage (laughs) he does studies in language and well he's in language he's a professor of language and cultural studies but he just, he moved here and was like, why is everybody talking about garbage? Like Edmonton <laughs> and their world-class uh, garbage disposal, waste management. Waste management. Yeah. There's the yeah. word, waste yeah. management facility. And he was like, what the heck is this about? And then, you know, and his enthusiasm definitely comes across a hoot to talk to. Yeah. Um, so there was an interview, and then the next one was about the Mets, which I had never, ever heard of. Right. Um, which is the idea there was a, concept to build a freeway system um, around the heart of Edmonton. So through Mill Creek Ravine, there would have been six lanes of freeway, Yeah, which to me is, how could that happen? <laughs> uh, and it thank didn't, God thank it goodness. Didn't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just the idea that all around downtown Edmonton, it would be freeway. Um, so looking at the way that we decided to do it was to kind of give a juxtaposition between what would it have been like, what would be there. And we got Shirley Lowe, who's a former historian laureate uh, for Edmonton. She told us about what could have happened. And the person that actually let me know about this whole concept, Ryan Stevens, he works at the Edmonton Heritage Council. And he's like, had you ever heard about this thing called the Mets? And I hadn't. And so we were just like, well, we got to do this story. So I got him. I was like, well, you're the one that told me. (laughs) So now I'm going to get you to tell people what has actually survived and what actually got to blossom without the freeway. The last piece is about... um, I had mistakenly thought that we had the first mosque in all of North America. Not true. It's the first mosque in Canada, which is still like a pretty okay. amazing thing to think that that happened in Edmonton, Alberta, yeah. Canada. Yeah. Like, we did three different stories. And for that one, I talked to three different people and we tried within 10 minutes traced the entire history of why it was built and how it had to get moved and ultimately saved. And... Yeah, the big process for that to happen. So if people want to give feedback on them, they can go to the uh, Edmonton City as Museum website. Yes. And we'll link to that in the show notes and make sure that you tell them you love it and you want Sarah to keep doing it. Please. please. (laughs) (laughs) So this seems like a very interesting future you've carved out for yourself or job that you've carved out for yourself to be an uh, independent audio producer who tells stories for whoever needs to tell their stories. Is that, is that the plan? That is the plan. Yeah, that's which a good plan. Which is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about it. I feel like this is, it's just, it feels like this is where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. It seems like the next logical step. Is the groundwork laid? Is there a really obvious career path? No. But I feel like this is where indus- the industry is going. And I want to be a part of it. I don't want to get left in the dust. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'm cheering for you. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's who that is. Yes, that's who, that's, that's right. who I heard. That's me. 
We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to hear about the local blogs and podcasts that Sarah recommends. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by the Seen and Heard Podcast Network, which builds audience for local podcasters and connects those audiences with local businesses. I'm Andrea Bessa. Usually it's Karen Unland that you hear interviewing the sponsor during this spot. But in this case, it's Karen herself who is the sponsor. So I'm taking over and putting the questions to her. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) You sound a little nervous, Karen. Yeah, I'm scared. What are you going to ask me? Well, I'm very excited about this project. And so I would like to know, what is the Seen and Heard Podcast Network? So it's a network of locally made podcasts. And it's based on the idea that together we're stronger. So we can band together and create an opportunity to cross-promote each other, but also get enough uh, listeners that it becomes an even more attractive proposition for local businesses that we might be able to create an opportunity to generate some revenue for local podcasters. And why are you doing this? What kind of sparked this movement? Well, I've been super interested in local independent media for several years now and paying a lot of attention to it. And that's the the essence of what Seen and Heard in Edmonton is. It's the shine a light on people who are telling the stories of Edmonton. And uh, podcasting is in ascendance and it's an interesting place to uh, do some experiments as far as local media goes. And Edmonton has so many amazing, interesting, well-done podcasts. And how can podcasters get involved with this? By coming to seenandheardyag.com and clicking on the tab that says Podcast Network. There's an FAQ there where people can understand better what I'm on about and how it'll be structured. And then there's a, a form linked in there where you can apply to be part of the network. That sounds great. Thanks for chatting with me on your podcast, Karen. Thanks for coming and uh, stepping into my shoes there, Andrea. <laughs> Visit seenandheardyeg.com and click on the Podcast Network tab to learn more. You can also keep up to date on the network's development through Karen's newsletter, which you can also sign up for at seenandheardyeg.com. Okay, so we're back. So Sarah, what local blogs do you like to read? Well, this is probably going to be super obvious, but Heritage Forward is something that I love. It's something that really ties in quite nicely to the Edmonton Heritage podcast or the eCamp podcast. The idea of what is what is Edmonton history and looking at buildings and the the architecture of Edmonton. Some that's still there, some that's not. Um, I just love that stuff because I... I don't know. I don't necessarily feel that I that I have access to that information. Yeah, readily um, that it's readily accessible. So, yeah, I I really love that and the photos. I think the thing that I love the most is are the photos. The fact that they they source them and they they find them, but they also take them. So they there's ones of like demos of beautiful old buildings. Nice. Well, not nice, but but. Important. Important. Yes. Yeah, and incredibly engaging and provocative and heartbreaking. Yes. (laughs) A little bit of the story of Edmonton, right? Yeah. We we do destroy our our heritage fairly quickly. Yeah, I living in Winnipeg, um, they don't have the boom and bust that we have here in Edmonton, and I just was like, this is what Edmonton would be like (laughs) if we didn't have the money that we have. Yeah, that's an Uh, interesting point, yeah. Because their warehouse district is just beautiful. 
yeah. brick, 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 brick everywhere. And just seeing photos of like Edmonton's old city hall, Edmonton's the old, I guess it was the public library and the bank all in downtown, like around where um, the Churchill Square is. Yeah. I, I mean, I never saw any of them. No. They were gone by the time I showed up. Yeah. But the pictures, <laughs> they were gorgeous. What else? What else do you like to read? Uh, Dress Me Dearly. Oh, good. Yeah, Janice does a great job. She's, I don't know, I always just like to get ideas. It's like local Pinterest in a way. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, do you know she's rap- she's winding that blog down? You know that? Yeah. <laughs> no. You still get to see her on Instagram, but she's really putting a lot of her energy towards the publicity room, which is her, her business for sort of leveraging on the experience of Dress Me Dearly into the next chapter for her. So, Well, that's fantastic, <laughs> but also a bummer. <laughs> but I mean, that's I guess that's the goal, right? Like yes. finding a way to do what you love yes. and make it your livelihood. So kudos. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, and I think the, the other one, I mean, again, I think it's a success story, the uh, Weird Canada, which started in Edmonton, Aaron Levin. I went to high school with him and just to think like Aaron Levin, <laughs> uh, he was always, he's really friendly and just a huge advocate for Edmonton music and he started this music blog about you know weird music music that's not mainstream that you're going to hear anywhere um, maybe campus radio right um, and he it's been such success that he sadly moved away moved to Montreal and now they do all of Canada and it's a it they report on zines they write uh, music reviews and they have a distro now. So just getting music out there for independent musicians that don't fit within the mainstream. Very nice. Edmonton. That's awesome. Yeah, so, that's a good story. Yeah, I, I love, like I always go there and they have great downloads. You can go and listen to brand new music from Edmonton, from anywhere in Canada, but it has that spirit of, of independent and um, yeah, just doing your own thing. Awesome. And how about local podcasts? Is there any that have hit your ears? Hacked. 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 <laughs> Which, um, you know, it's not something that I... Well, technology is in everyone's life. I mean, my smartphone is in my lap right now, yeah. um, buzzing away. And, <laughs> you know, I've... How many... I can't even count the number of times I check Facebook, Twitter, Instagram... Snapchat, like my, I call it looping. Yes, <laughs> I loop. <laughs> Email gets in there occasionally, yeah. um, and so it makes sense to me that I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Um, but I also love the aesthetic of it. Yeah, um, it's really. I mean, it's conversational. They're having conversations, but they're also there's the news you can use. There's you know, kind of like did you know stuff that you could. I don't know if anyone hangs out by water coolers anymore, but stuff that you like <laughs> could, did you know, yeah, at a water yeah, cooler. Yeah. Um, but also the production of it is really, it's streamlined, mm-hmm. it's focused. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that was drilled into my head as in journalism school and as a, you know, a working journalist is like, what's your focus? Write your focus statement before you do anything else. Who's doing what and why? Yeah. 
And they seem to really zero in on that. And I appreciate it as a listener because my time, there's a lot of content out there, more and more by the minute. And if I'm going to spend my time with you as a podcaster, I... I want to get something out of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I want it to be wait- worth my time. Worth yeah. my time, exactly. So with with what they do, they do it in a really nicely streamlined and focused way, but the production level is is quite high, but not like bells and whistles and what's going on and like too busy. Yeah. It's really, I, I just, it's crisp. Kudos for uh, Scott Francis Winder and Jordan Blumen. I'll be pleased. And maybe it will uh, spur them to make more episodes. I would like that. <laughs> and I also just like their branding looks great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're in marketing, so they know how to do that. Oh, part. yeah. Well, there you go. Like, they just, as soon as I went to it, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just knowing that, like, you land on their webpage and there's, you're right in and mm-hmm. just, the, yeah, the whole aesthetic. I was like, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> awesome. So, Sarah, if there's another organization that wants to start a podcast and put them at, and have you help them do it. So, right now it's just my my email. People can also go to my Pet Sounds Radio website, which is just petsoundsradio.com, and my email there is sarah at petsoundsradio.com. That's kind of like my podcast hub right now, but also just my my Gmail. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. You're starting. And plus, you're Sarah Hoyles. Like, oh, come you're on. Get out of here. <laughs> thank you so much for talking to me today. Oh, thank you. Uh, so visit PetSoundsRadio.com for Sarah's animal stories and subscribe to Pet Sounds and iTunes and look her up. And if you want to start your own podcast and have her help you, get her there. Uh, and Pet Sounds is on Facebook and on Twitter at Pet Sounds Radio. We also are on Instagram. And on Instagram, right, And which is important for pets. Uh, the Edmonton City is Museum podcast can be found at citymuseumedmonton.ca and on SoundCloud. And you can also find it on Twitter at Yeg City as Museum and on Facebook as Edmonton City as Museum. I'll put all these. You're not going to remember that. I'm going to put them on, on the <laughs> show notes so you can find that. And please do give the answer the little quick feedback form that is on the uh, eCamp website because that will help Sarah keep being able to tell the stories of historical Edmonton. All these links and uh, Sarah's recommendations are going to be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. And if you subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyeg.com, you'll get complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts and updates on the Seen and Heard Podcast Network. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 